Hi, and welcome to Living Your Soul's Journey. You are not just a person. You're a soul with a path of evolution. There is a bigger picture here, a reason for what happens to us. When we discover this deeper meaning, we receive freedom and abundance. Each week, we will be discussing matters relating to the soul, spirit, and cosmic energies. Learning how to incorporate all of these aspects into living an abundant and happy life. Isn't that what we all want? Dr. Vicki's transformational program uses intuitive and well-proven methods to identify the root cause of what is preventing success, to help bring positive change, the change your soul is crying out for you to experience. If you're lonely, sad, and stuck, then listen into the show and find out ways to become free and happy. It's easy to call into the show or simply listen. Either way, sit back, relax, and enjoy living your soul's journey. Hi, and welcome to the Dr. Vicki Show, where we discuss the universal laws and how to incorporate them into living your soul's journey in abundance, freedom, and peace. I have just come back with my family from Canada. I sound a little froggy tonight, but I'm still here full of energy and lots to share. It was so incredible because on my bucket list, I have always wanted to see Niagara Falls. I've always heard about Niagara Falls, Canada, and Niagara Falls, New York. And so when we went to see the Canada side, um, Niagara on the lake is just such a quaint little area of Ontario and um, such wonderful people there. I, I was just I have almost brought to tears with the kindness that we received uh, when we went there. And seeing the falls, we took our pets and got to ride the boat and see the falls up close where, I mean, the falls are splashing in your face. It was incredible. And then the last day of our journey, we went to the New York side of the falls. And, of course, they're the same falls. It's just that you see... The New York side is a, a closer up look at one of the falls where you almost feel like you can touch it, which obviously you would not want to. And then when you go from the New York side, you see the Ontario side, which is the massive falls. And so it was an incredible trip. And I really got a chance to see how the French and the Italian and all the different people that are visiting Canada were just people, you know, there were, we're all the same here on this planet. We're all abiding by the same universal laws. And it's just fascinating to see the kindness though. The lady that we, uh, we uh, rented her cat, her cottage, uh, was so charming that, um, you know, I just, it just touched my heart to see that kind of, of kindness. I just wanted to share too, that 
part of the laws that we've been looking at with attraction, one of the laws that came to mind over the trip was the law uh, law of attraction because a family member wants a, a certain color blue convertible. <clears throat> and it was fascinating that we started to see that color a lot and convertibles a lot. So there's your law of attraction. Whatever you're putting out there, you will tend to bring back and get to see and she was really getting to see a lot of the colors that she wanted and the kinds of convertibles. And, and I thought, wow, that's a true example, as simple as, as, as it is, of the, the law of attraction. Now, we've been, over the last couple of shows, been looking at the archives. Uh, well, you can um, look at the archives over the last uh, couple of, probably a month or so that I've been talking about this. We have looked at almost at least 15 universal laws and the law of request, of course, attraction, attachment, resistance, that's my favorite because that stops a lot of people from getting what they want because they don't realize they have a resistance to certain things. So we've talked a lot about that, and you can go to my archives if you're interested in studying a little bit more about that. And one of my favorites is the law of flow, which is, you've heard this so many times, just let it flow. Well, you know, that isn't always so easy because you've got the timing and all these myriad of attraction and all these different kinds of laws, and yet you have to just let it flow. So it's it's interesting to me how we, you know, incorporate it. And as we progress through this series, I will get into more and more how we're going to use it for your daily life. The law of prosperity is one of my favorites, success, manifestation, and clarity, to know just a few. So one of the best ways to describe prosperity, success, manifestation, and clarity is to look at a tree. Now, I live on a small acreage, and when I came back uh, from our Canadian trip, I noticed that we'd had a lot of rain here, obviously, and the trees that were just little buds, it looked like, they were just like two or three inches, seemed to be like growing magnificently, and the flowers are blooming, and uh, there's a rabbit in in, in our back area, uh, the birds, and, and even last night, I um, heard the dogs barking, they can't get outside, but I knew something was out there, and as I walked out, two or three o'clock in the morning, didn't get a lot of sleep, but there was a, a, a black bear. Now, granted, I couldn't see the black bear at night, but I know he's in the neighborhood because I see him all in the, in the, in the woods. Uh, he was out there, though, she, he, and um, you could see as, as, as she was moving, all the trees were moving about, so I knew it wasn't a raccoon or something like that. So the reason why I bring that up is because they're, they're operating, going with the flow. They're using the law of... of just all the different laws to to incorporate, and you see the woods growing, and you see the magnificent magnificence of of the summer coming into bloom, and and then of course the fall and the winter. That's all going with the flow. So just to share, the law of attraction is best known around the world, along with the law of karma, and these are very important. But as you know, there are very very many more. And once you become a master of these laws, even if you don't become a master, if you just tune into them, it will change your life because you become a balanced and, and have a progressed, successful person because you're connected. And we're all living on this planet feeling a bit unconnected, unsupported. And these laws will give you that support, will give you that that uh, fortitude. Now, I pulled a, a 
car, a card uh, from my uh, uh, deck um, that I just love to look at, at all of my cards because I'm a card reader. And the card I got was patience. And I think that when you look at, and it has a, a flower growing from a seed, and it's a very important process to, to rid ourselves of fear is to have patience. That does not mean we sit around and do nothing, but it just means that we have the faith. You know what? This has happened. Now, I have to have the patience for it to, so to speak, drop down from the spiritual world into the physical, but it has already happened. And if you're waiting for money or if you're uh, waiting for anything, just put it on your vision board and see the check coming in. Have the check already written to you and um, just give thanks every day for that. It, It sounds complex. It isn't. It is the magic of the universal laws. If you tune into them, I mean, I know in my early years, oh my goodness, the challenges and the journeys that I went through, life would have been very, very different. Now, granted, I've always been spiritual and I've always been tuned into a lot of of different uh, aspects of spirituality, but I never understood the laws and how you tune into them, how, what a difference it can help. So now, my passion in life is to help anyone who is interested and not everyone's going to be interested. I understand that, but to, to learn them, apply them and tune into them. So tonight we're going to look at the laws that affect our higher awareness. If you are on a spiritual journey to handle your karma, be on the highest energy vibration possible and really live what folks call a spiritual life. These laws are key to getting to know everything about them so that when you tune in, they're flowing with you and you're not fighting against them. Books are written about karma and Richard Andrew King, a very dear friend of mine, has written one on karma, very good viewpoint. He'll be a guest on the show to discuss his book, hopefully the end of July, probably. Tried to get him on in June, but he's booked with his own um, agenda as well as as uh, other aspects of his life. So probably, hopefully, the end of July, but I'll certainly let you know. He's also a numerologist. So let's get into the higher consciousness laws, okay? Is that good with you? Why are these important in your life? Because it helps with balance. The spiritual law of balance and polarity or symmetry has to do with experiencing both sides of a situation. If you are wanting abundance and freedom in your life, which is pretty much what my life's been all about, abundance and freedom, that's my, my two key words. You know, everybody has their special words. Well, those are mine. And I don't know what yours are. You can certainly let me know. But, but even still, even it's possible that all, at some time in your experience, you won't be free or you won't be abundant. So obviously in my existence um, as a soul, there have been times that I haven't been or maybe I had too much abundance, too much freedom, and I misused it. So now I'm learning to balance it out so that I can be in gratitude for what I do have. Maybe it isn't the most abundant. Maybe it isn't the most free. But in my world, it is. You know, maybe from the outside person, they might not say that. But in my world, it is total freedom and total abundance. This law is helping us to be balanced and not in one extreme or the other. If we have had lifetimes of being poor, 
then we will need to experience being wealthy and vice versa. Now, if we're wealthy and we use all the laws and it's supposed to be our time and it, then we use our wealth to help ourselves and others, then we are balanced out with that. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to ever just, when I say balanced, doesn't mean you always have to be poor, always have to be wealthy. You can be wealthy in beautiful, wonderful ways. You just have to use those benefits and those freedoms to benefit yourself and, and others as well. If we have been a person who ha- hurt others in one life, our souls may need to experience being a victim. Simply put, a soul needs to find balance. So if we are at one extreme of life or the other, then we can know our soul is seeking balance. Now, this is showing up a lot in our world today. The right side of our body represents the masculine, the thinking, the psychic information. You know, you go to psychics and they're able to tune right into you. They're using that mm, vibration. It's it's not the highest frequency, but it's a psychic vibration freedom uh, space. And it's logical. It's out in the world doing things. Whereas the feminine is creating, receiving, being, and feeling. The soul's goal is to be in balance so that intuition and perception can be heard and acted on. Balance. Understanding your soul's journey helps to bring in this balance. Energy work helps this as well. And, And when you get a very smooth life, you know you're in balance in those areas that are very, very smooth. You're like, say, thank you, spirit, for helping me bring this karmic balance in. And that's your experiences in this life and the future lives. Once you balance something and once you get it handled in this life, you don't have to go back and relive it again. So to me, that's incentive enough to get it handled this life at all, if at all possible. And I think it is possible. That's why I do energy work to help with that type of thing. Now, when we talk about the law of karma, everyone thinks that karma is something that's bad. Oh, they're going to have bad karma from that. Oh, my goodness, whatever. But if you have, if you have great karma, then your life is pretty nice. You know, the good karma or the good karmas, if you may, are brought about by thinking and feeling good thoughts and actions so that these goodnesses can be returned to you in kind. Law of attraction, law of flow, lots of laws here. Now, let's look at some things here because I really think that things about karma get confused. Let's say you had something that that's not real positive happen to you, but yet in that happening, you're going to bring a karmic balance in that not only you, but others can benefit from. So there's a plan there for you to go through all that. So I don't want you to sit there and say, oh my gosh, something bad happened. I must be have bad karma. See, that's not what um, anyone should I I can't tell you what good karma is. I can't tell you what bad karma is for you or anyone else. I can just tell you what the laws of karma are. Now, when we send out anger, hate, resentment, resistance, ooh, there's that word again, the law of resistance, and division, we get those in turn. So it's like a family member seeing that blue convertible that she wants. Wow, it's going to start, she's going to see more and more of these because she's tuning in. She's already accepted that's, that's her car. So she's now fine-tuning it. And by the time she gets it all fine-tuned, the car will just appear in the physical space for her. And she will be like, wow, it just appeared. Well, actually, it did just appear, but she'd been working on it. She'd been applying and tuning into the laws. 
I can find times uh, when I am very resistant and certainly pull that same kind of resistance in with my work. So I have to be very flowing. The law of flow really helps here. Now, I want to share something that how we have to connect everything together in life. And this is how I want you to, to put it all together in your life. I, when I go do appointments, I have to drive. Now, if I had my way, which I'm working on, and I'm th- and thanks that it is already here, and in the process, I don't have resistance. I'm letting the flow of timing and, and the, the universal flows allow me to make a, a living while all this is incorporating and flowing and coming into being. I travel a lot, and when I do, my back was hurting and because I drive a car a lot. And so... Finally, I use a back brace, but I wasn't using it correctly. And finally, I went to the Cairo and got it all acclimated, and now I know how to use it. So the resistance to driving is completely gone now because I have no more back pain. Um, I use that. It's a back brace. Got it from Walmart, but I was using it as a back brace. It was supposed to be further down on my hips, and now I don't have any backache. And so, wow, you know. Uh, so what I, the reason why I mention that is because the law of flow, I keep using, trying to bring in these laws that if you go with the flow and you utilize physical wisdom and spiritual wisdom, it all starts to work together. The law of karma is about give and take, reaping what you sow. You, even in religion, they, they talk about uh, reaping what you sow, which we've heard about loving thoughts, good actions, and kind words give us good karma, obviously. The opposite gives us negative karma. Karmic records stay with us lifetime after lifetime. If I have time tonight, I'm going to get into some things. I don't know. I'm just going with the flow tonight. I've been on vacation, so I'm just allowing to channel in whatever spirit wants me to share. When we are loving in our relationships, we start to heal. Karmic relationships, situations. I, I think back about folks that say, I can't live without that person, yet they're really not with them anymore. Well, get, think of all the karmic ties that you, you know, another lifetime, you said, I will love you forever. Well, guess what? We're in forever. But you got a different name. You got a different body. You've got a different soul life, not a different soul, but a soul's life. And so you're stuck there. You're like, oh, I can't survive without that person. Yes, you can. You just need to learn how to cut the cords and move on with your life and be in gratitude for having that soul in your life. If they're supposed to come back, they will. But you want them to come back so that you can clean up the karma with them in a good and honest and healthy way. As a divorce attorney, uh, my goodness, for years, I saw the karmic relationships and why they happened and how they ended. Sometimes a relationship has to be for a short time and then ends because the karma has been balanced. Other times, not so. But I have to share with you, if we keep on with, if lawyers keep on fighting the way they're doing and having hate and all these divorces, uh, these karmic debts and karmic balances uh, with relationships aren't going to happen. I mean, I went through a divorce and I can remember the person saying, we had both, both of us had attorneys. And I can remember clearly the guy saying, you know what, to the lawyer, his lawyer, just be quiet. Let me just handle this. And we got it all solved. It got solved in an hour because it wasn't the lawyers, you know, interfering. And finally it got all done. 
So that karmic relationship is, is done. It didn't have to be ugly and nasty for years and, and headaches and, and all that. So I want to share that with you, if whatever it means to you. Everything in life is affected by karma. Health, wealth, happiness, your family, how you choose your family and friends, your body, and even your genetics. The Akashic Records hold our karma. Some call it the balance sheet of our karmic or Akashic records. So we don't just drop the body. Like if there's some people that commit suicide, and I'm not judging here. I never would never want to go there. Yet at the same time, according to the laws that I have read, they still have to balance that karma. If you think that dropping the body will get you out of a situation well, you know, according to my studies, that's not um, the way that I learned it. And um, you have to balance it. You have to clear it up. So we may not experience the consequences of a karmic action for lifetimes. And so sometimes karma isn't understood. You see someone hurting a dog. And you know what? Don't get me started because I've been hearing a lot about it on the news. And, oh, I've not been I, – I have some issues with that. And I wonder why that they still get to be on their TV show or continue to be famous. Well, someone else hurts a dog and goes to jail. It appears to be random as to how karmic debt is paid back. And it isn't our job to determine whether someone is doing good or bad karma. I hear this a lot. Well, she's going to have bad karma for doing that action. Well, maybe she will. We really don't know what someone's karma is about other than ourselves. And the key to the law of karma is you reap what you sow. Now, if you'll just remember that, then you don't have to worry about, oh, well, Joe Blow hurt a tree or hurt a dog. Um, and, you know, I'm, uh, you just let it go and just say, you know what? In this, under the laws of karma, you reap what you sow. And let it go, because if you get all stuck up in it, then you know there's something going on in your space under the law of mirroring that you need to clear up. So one of my favorite laws, and this one gets a lot of attention because so many people say it's against religion, but it's the, the fam the, the, my favorite, one of my favorite laws is reincarnation. This means your soul's, your soul is re-entering a body more than once. Um, believe me, it's my, to my understanding and my training, it's a lot more than just once. Under the law of reincarnation, if something is left unresolved at the end of a lifetime, your soul can come back in a new body to resolve it in another form or shape. It could be a man, it could be a woman. I don't know. Now, if you look into the Buddhist religion, and I've read books on it, I'm amazed at everyone's viewpoint, and I don't judge any of it. Uh, they believe if you hurt an insect that you could come back as an animal. Who's to know? I mean, I'm not going to say that's not true or not true because I'm just not. It isn't the, the way that I believe, but it's the way they choose to believe. And then from their world, that that is true for them. So I really don't know how often or how many years between lives one takes. Some people believe it's as long as you live, you know, like if you live 80 years, then you wait 80 years. I don't know. I, I, I know there's a lot of, if there's a show that we could just, just do on that, but per personally, I don't have the interest in it. 
uh, because I don't think anybody really knows. Um, but people have a lot of viewpoints on this. I, I know that. Uh, I do know that reincarnation exists. A friend of mine and I did some many past life regressions to help us understand ourselves. And it was a powerful experience. Now, it's a long process to do one um, past life regression after another. I mean, we must have done probably 150 of them between the two of us. Now, that's that takes a long time. It's a lot easier to go through, um, you know, a program. I mean, I did Rohan that helped a lot with past life regressions. I work with um, said energy, spiritual energy dynamics, which gets rid of lifetimes, reincarnation, karmic situations um, quickly. So you don't have to sit there and go through every single experience in every single life. That would take uh, eons to do that. They're, they're much better faster ways now in our, in our universe to do that. If, um, if family members uh, leave each other with resentment, upset, anger, or unresolved issues, then these same family members will come back again to resolve them with the same family, which is fascinating. I mean, I have hundreds of stories of this, um, uh, as like I say, a, a, a show in itself. And many religions, uh, they just don't believe in reincarnation. And that's fine. But the truth is the laws exist whether you believe them or not. So you don't have to believe them. Um, I personally, and I will state my case on this, I believe that reincarnation was taken out of the uh, the Bible, the Christian Bible, in 325. And I've done uh, – I have some archives on this, by the way, because uh, the church had a little bit more control over people if they, if they told them this was the only life they had. I mean, Wow. That wouldn't make sense. I mean, if, if logically speaking, it just doesn't make sense to me. You, you sit down with me for hours and it still wouldn't make sense. The Akashic records are kept and they just exist. That is why psychics and other folks can ready a person. They can read them because the records are hanging around that person, if you may. Now, I love psychics, and I have been to many of them, and I have done psychic work. I just always like people to know that you have free will. So if I tell someone what to do or what I see, you still have free will to do what you want. I just don't want uh, the... I don't want those records on me that if I tell you to do something and uh, maybe that reading was incorrect or something, I mean, it, timing was off or something, then I, you know, pick up your karma. And I don't really want that. So I'm very cautious now of doing psychic readings. I did them for years and, and I found that for me personally, I will share with you and I'll ask you what I pick up. If I pick up that maybe you should move to Alaska in a year, I'll just ask you, you know, have you ever thought of moving to Alaska in a year? And I won't tell you to do that. I will share that with you because that's what I pick up if I'm on that uh, psychic um, um, attunement with you. Now, as we are starting to see the vastness of the universal laws how do we incorporate them into our lives and tune into them? I mean, it's great for me to sit up here, you know, show after show and talk about all these laws. And you're probably by now, if you've been listening at all, you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I hear her talking about it. But I don't know what in the world to do to make them work in my world. And your world is what matters because you're the one living it. And if you're sitting there thinking, how am I going to get through this situation? Doesn't matter what it is. 
I got to know how to tune into them. I got to know what I'm doing. I got to know how to do it. And that's what we're going to start working on in the next couple of months is to tune in to each law and show you how to fine tune. Well, you can't just tune into one law. I mean, that's just that you don't do it that way. They're all kind of, you know, in the involved together, but I'm sure you've heard, um, of the road less traveled. And we're going to get into that in just a few minutes uh, because many have tried to walk this planet doing the same as others. And well, for those that I work with, it just doesn't work very well. I, that's what I'm teaching um, someone in my family because they're a very unique person. They're very skilled, as is everyone in this world, but they are not going to walk the, the path that everybody else does. I mean, if it failed for them when they tried to do it, uh, fail is not a word that I like to use, but I will just say their, their, their life was not their own anymore. And so if you look at that as a failure, fine. If you look at it as, well, it's an opportunity, that's probably a better way of looking at it. I'm just using some of the terms that are frequently used in, in our world. So <clears throat> gratitude, and this is what I'm going to talk about for the rest of the show, is how to use these laws in a way, and why we end up with some of the the laws or the lords of karma and all this, so that you can start to use this in your own personal life. Now, for this moment, I am going to take a short break because I need, I like I say, I sound like a little bit of a frog tonight, and I'm going to go and just get some, some uh, water, and I will be back on Living Your Soul's Journey with Dr. Vicki in just a few moments. See you in... Are you just tired of being stuck, unhappy, and having no direction in your life? Wouldn't it be great to be abundant and happy each day of your life? Listen in each Saturday evening at 7 Eastern Standard to Living Your Soul's Journey for insights, guidance, and ways for you to get rid of all that loneliness. Gratitude, a good, kind heart, knowing good things have already happened. Taking the time to clear up your past upsets and karma and then walk the walk, talk the talk and walk the less traveled road seems to be the clearest way to tune in to these laws. Great book on, you know, live, uh, um, uh, living, walking the, the, you know, the less traveled road. Um, it, it's, it's the key, but y'all, you know, what's so interesting. And I watch young people, they all feel like I just went through a graduation. So not for myself, but for a family member. And I watched all these kids living the same journey, walking the same path, trying to be popular, doing it the way that everybody else does it. And then I watched the historian, the valedictorian and the salutatorian give their speeches. And I could tell by listening to them that they were all walking their own 
journey. Yes, they were popular, but they were popular because they were leaders. They still were walking their journey. People were following them. They weren't walking their journey. They were following them. And I watched this family member who was graduating, and I watched her walk her own journey. You know, I see her up on stage as a honor graduate, and not, not too many of them were up there as honor graduates. And I saw this person who may not have had as many social outlets or maybe so much this or so much of that, but they were walking their journey. And that's what's important, y'all. When you walk your own journey, you are truly a success. Doesn't matter what that journey is, but if it's yours, wow, you are, you have tuned into your power. Now, when you have these laws to support you, which you do, it's hard to be alone. I mean, a wholeness is here to support you 24-7. It's pretty hard to be disconnected when you, I think we just got disconnected somehow right just now. So talk about connection, and here we go. We're going to reconnect now. So always, 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 there's a connection somewhere in there. You just have to have that patience, like I said at the beginning of the show, to hang in there and we get reconnected. Now, when we have done well, our soul learns new lessons in the following ways, the incarnations. It's like the Akashic records are kept by the lords of karma, whether they're good or whether they're bad karmic debts or credits, if in future lifetimes we can call on our credit, but we also have to repay our debt. If we don't just get by, you know, hurting somebody, hurting ourselves without having to learn how to love ourselves in another lifetime. So uh, let's look at why a person would have to reincarnate. So let's look at why a soul would come back in the same family, maybe have the same relationship, have a same situation happen to them. Well, it's to put something that they did in an earlier life to balance it out. Like we talked earlier in the show or to experience and strengthen ourselves. It isn't always about others. Y'all it isn't always what we do to others or what we don't do for others. Sometimes it's just honoring ourselves. And I have on my website at vickyford.com. If, if spirit created you, as a divine being here on this planet, then should you not honor yourself? I mean, they honored you by putting you here, by having you come back. So isn't it possible that it would be a good honoring of ourselves to be good to ourselves? And I have a um, someone that I know that's a friend of a family member. And uh, this person said, you know, I'm not supposed to do anything good for myself. And I'm like, whoa, where does that come from? Well, I know where it comes from. It's, it's his religion. It's the always just do for others, never do for yourself. And I'm thinking to myself, now there's, I understand, you know, that issue of being self-centered and all of that. I mean, I do understand that. And I'm not trying to get into that. But you are supposed to take care of yourself. You know, y'all. So, you know, sometimes we have to come back to experience and strengthen ourselves. We have to learn about our emotions, sexuality, other lessons that maybe we didn't learn about being good to a family member or being good to ourselves or how to balance our money situation. And then we have to learn to help this planet, to help others, to bring a light, to be a light for others. And 
I have to remind myself uh, when I go to work as an attorney, um, I have to remind myself that I am doing good for others because if I bring any light to someone's um, closing or, or a situation that I'm involved with them, then I have done a, a, a good thing. It's like I'm not, I'm not just on this planet wasting my time just being something that maybe two years, uh, well, not maybe, but I know in two years I will not be doing. So it's not up, it, it's important, y'all, that um, there's a working, a spiritual working out of everything in our lives. Earth is a planet, a free will. You've heard this. We have free will. And that's why when a psychic tells you, you have to go to, to New Mexico tomorrow, uh, if you go tomorrow and it isn't the right timing, and maybe they were off on their timing or something, um, then, you know, you can say, no, I don't want to go. Um, I will tell you a very good example of free will. Um, a very excellent um, psychic told my mother years and years ago, if you do not leave this situation, this could happen to you. Now, there are two things that happened there. One is that she could have projected it, that to that happen because she thought, oh my gosh, if I don't do this. Or the second thing is maybe she should have done it. Who knows? But she didn't. She didn't leave that situation. And she um, encountered a very serious wreck and almost died. It had a pass, uh, had a, um, um, a near-death experience. So, you know, we're not here to judge on what she should have or shouldn't have done. But she was advised that it's probably in her best interest to move on. But it was hard for her to move on because she wasn't working. She didn't know how to make a living. And so there were karmic things she needed to work out this lifetime, but she wasn't ready to do them. So it kind of affected her life. So anyway, it's not up to us to judge what somebody else is doing or how they are handling the lessons of their incarnation. It isn't our place to do that. Um, I tend to do it myself. I, I know other people that do it. Doesn't matter how spiritual you are. You tend to say, "Oh my goodness, can't believe that person's doing that." You know, that's just so southern. I mean, when we talk like that, it's just southern. Yeah. Oh, what can, can you believe she did that? And it, it's just the way I was raised. But I'm having to rise above it. It's not the easiest thing in the world, but I'm working on it. So, um, it, you know, the the greatest way of helping another person is to help them to see a, a better way of life. Sometimes, you know, that can be through applying different laws. Now, you know what thing? I've got just enough time to talk about one more spiritual law. It's the spiritual law of prayer. Now, this is such a powerful message. It is that when we're praying, it doesn't matter how we pray. I don't care if you get on your knees, put your hands together, put your hands out, put your fingers together. I don't, it doesn't matter. But everything that you think, every word and every thought is actually a prayer. So if you are worrying all the time, that's a negative prayer. You're telling the universe how scared to death you are of something and how you're feeling. So what you're doing, y'all, this is so powerful. You are enforcing making stronger the fear vibration, the energy wavelength that brings about exactly what you fear. Now, I know that you've heard this all your life. You know, if you sit there and think about stuff and you're scared to death of it, but really it's the law. It's the spiritual law of prayer. You are really praying when you're worried. So be awesomely careful. 
of what you, when you pray, you don't beg, please, please do this. You just have a direct communication with the universe and do it in a positive, affirmative, focused way with a strong feeling that it has happened. Now, I do a lot of sponsorship for pets and animals in our world because I feel for them because they can't speak. They do, they do speak, but not in our language. And so I can't necessarily change anything by living here where I live, in the mountains, in the middle of the woods, but I certainly can sponsor it and I can tell spirit, take care of our animals so that that if they are used for food, let it be done in a kind way. Do not let them be harmed or, you know, abused or um, it, it, it doesn't have to be that way, y'all. I mean, it doesn't. It, it can be in a quick way if somebody's going to have to, to, to kill something for food. In the Indian days, um, they didn't just uh, kill a deer and, and put their head up on all the walls. They ate it because it was what they needed to survive. They killed quickly and and without a cruelness is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. That's another I'm getting off on something else. But but um, when you have the law of prayer, you're asking for something and you're believing that it has already happened. That goes back to the law of faith. It is very important. Important, y'all, to believe that when you ask for something that you know that you can have it and believe that you already have it and know that when you ask for something, you cannot harm someone else in, in asking for it. So you have to precipitate, believe the arrival of what you're wanting. Now, this world that we live in is a time, of, you know, has time in it. So, you know, there are things that I am have asked spirit for. I have faith that it's going to happen. It's just a timing issue. It's going with the flow. It isn't the right timing. I already know it's happening. I mean, it's happened. If you keep saying it's happening, and see, I catch myself doing it. If you keep saying it's happening, it never can happen. You have to say thank you for this happening in the past. It is that already happened. Thank you. If you, it's so it's, it's a, um, habit, a thought pattern that we have to change. I work on it every day. So, you know, I am not perfect at this. I mean, I have to keep constantly saying thank you for this place that I'm, I live now and all the beauty that I have. And I thank spirit every day for what I already have, because that brings it in. So let's talk about how to activate the law of prayer. So that when you pray, whether you meditate, walk in the woods, sit in a church, keep your hands together, kneel as a, as a Catholic does, or kneel by your bed, I, it's irrelevant. It's all prayer. Even if you're sitting, watching TV, thinking, talking to people, it's a prayer. So you need to ask, ask, ah, asking you shall receive. You've heard that one. Now, you got starting to use the laws now. Y'all, you got to step back from the result. So you want it to be A, B, C. But maybe spirit says D, E, and F is going to be a much better way. So you have to detach from what you're asking for and allow something, this or something better. So you're detaching. Remember the law of detachment that we talked about? Now, you thank the universe for responding to you. Oh, Thank you for hearing me. And believe me, 
the universe hears you. You just want the universe to hear what you really, you really want, not your fears and not your desperation. You want them to give you what you really, really are asking for. I hope that makes sense. Thank the universe for responding to what you're asking for. Hold your faith. Please remember the, the law of faith. Faith is power. Faith is that using all the laws, tuning into the laws. And when um, your new house, uh, your new job, your new boyfriend, your new girlfriend doesn't happen yesterday, so to speak, don't give up faith. It's just, just got to keep working, tuning into those laws. So hold on to that faith. And this is the biggest one. And I'm going to leave you with this one tonight because as you ask, Detach from the result, give thanks, give gratitude for what you are receiving, hold your faith for that that you're receiving, and then prepare. Here we go, y'all. Prepare for it to be given to you. So if you, uh, I, I always have to use myself as an example because that way it don't affect anybody If I want to be a counselor that helps people with the universal laws, I have to allow myself to know them. I have to allow myself to have time to work with the people. And I have to allow the flow to allow all of that to happen, prepare for it to be granted. Let's say I want to be a counselor that works with people with the universal laws, but I don't have a computer. I don't have a phone. I don't have an office space. Now, how can I prepare for it to be granted? You see, that would be in preparation. So if you, let's relationships, everybody's into relationships on this planet. If you want a new boyfriend or a new husband or a new friend, or you just say something in that, that relationship arena, then you need to prepare yourself by looking your best, being your best, learning to love yourself, so that when you're attracting that person, that you attract the kind of person that you want them to be for you. So that means you got to be the person you want to be for yourself. You're not going to attract an honest person if you're sitting there being dishonest with yourself. So there it is. Ask, detach from what you're expecting the result to be. Thank the universe. Give, Give gratitude. Keep that faith. And prepare every single day for it to happen. If you want to be 115 pounds and you're 180, go buy that skinny dress and get ready for all the foods that you need to eat so that you can be skinny like that, okay? So prepare, 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 and give gratitude. And I want to give gratitude for everyone this evening who is listening. And if you ever listen to the archive to listen to that and be in gratitude, I thank you so much for being here on BBS radio and thank you, Doug, for getting us back on the air again. And I, next week I'm going to keep talking about the spiritual laws because I'm going to, it's just, it's just my passion and I want you to be able to learn to use them. So until then sit back, relax, living your soul's journey. And thank you for visiting the Dr. Vicki show. Good night. Thank you for listening in to Living Your Soul's Journey. Be sure and visit Vicki in her virtual home at VickiFord.com to learn more about you and how to overcome roadblocks in your path. Until next week, 
Be in gratitude and thank you for tuning in to Living Your Soul's Journey. 